Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another amazing and interesting topic for you. Uh, this goes back to our days as Night Stalkers, because I don't believe we've talked about it as Paratruth Radio, at least not in full detail. Uh, but Eric and I uh, discussed it last week off air, and we wanted to really bring some attention to you guys uh, about the doppelganger. So Eric, what are kind of the common things that you know about the doppelganger? Well, uh, it really depends on what we're discussing here in terms of a doppelganger, because there are two versions of a doppelganger, really, uh, before being broken down into various uh, other segments. But you have the scientific idea behind the doppelganger, which is the modern belief of a doppelganger. And then you have the folklore of the doppelganger, what basically doppelganger originally uh, represented. And so in the folklore, the doppelganger is simply a spiritual-like entity, very similar to a wraith uh, that would appear to a person either through the mirror, through a mirror or just in everyday life. Uh, this is a entity that has no shadow, but is more or less a physical form, uh, despite being spiritual, and is often a representation of a bad omen or bad luck. Uh, this is something that when you see it, it could very well mean that death is knocking at your door. In fact, there's a story that Abraham Lincoln had saw his doppelganger in the mirror. And not much later, of course, he ended up dying, uh, being shot. And this was a story that he related to his wife, uh, who had feared the story and told him, hey, that's a problem because this is what it means. Uh, so in folklore, it's something that was very, very feared, uh, and yet respected, you know, this is something that when you saw it, it just, you know, it, it caused dread it is what it did. So on the scientific side, though, there's this idea that doppelgangers exist in real life, that there are actual other human beings that look very similar, not exact, but similar to oneself. Uh, so the idea here is that there's a, I believe it's a one in 135 chance uh, that you can come across somebody that looks very similar to you. Now, you'll never come across someone who has all eight features identical to yourself, but you may find someone who has two, three, four features that are very similar. And so from a certain angle, they might look a lot like you. Uh, and we actually see for example, doppelgangers might be stand-ins for actors or stunt doubles who look very similar to the actors, uh, but yet clearly when you see them side by side, there are differences. So 
what's interesting about that though is despite the fact that there's a one in 135 chance of there's some being someone similar to you there's really a one in one trillion chance that you'll actually come across that person yourself uh it's more likely that you'll come across someone who looks like someone you know uh, and you might have even come across doppelgangers uh scientific and scientific nature uh if you been to the mall or, you know, just out and about and you saw someone you thought you knew they looked like them and you were probably mistaken or like, oh, that's that. Sorry, not who I thought you were. That could be a doppelganger, someone who has similar features, uh, but isn't exactly that person once you actually get a good look at them. Okay. Well, on, on the other side of that, doppelganger is a literal window, uh, like exact reflection of you um, from actually just looking at the spiritual side of it. That's that's pretty much what they talk about is it's an actual reflection of you. Um, where in the, the sense of what you just talked about, it's more of a kind of a twin situation rather than a doppelganger because it's not an actual mirror. Um, I mean, there are twins that are identical, of course, but um, it's interesting because I was looking through some research today. I had never uh, come across this research that I came across today, so it was really interesting. But uh, doppelganger, uh, if you guys don't already know, this is a German word that means double walker. Uh, according to ancient legends, um, <clears throat> a doppelganger isn't just someone who resembles you or a twin with their own identity is a literal duplicate of you. That's what the, the word doppelganger means. Um, now, it, Eric just brought already brought this up. <clears throat> One of the most more popular stories is the Abraham Lincoln's story. Um, and Mary Todd had actually thought that this was a vision to, to tell Abraham that he would serve two terms but would die within his second term. And I've heard that story multiple times, and I actually read it in a book once too. Um, but there's actually different cultures that have the story about the doppelganger. Some of them aren't always an omen of death, just bad luck, like Eric said. Uh, but I came across this article by Bustle.com, so I figured, ah, what the heck. We'll go through the uh, eight creepy doppelganger superstitions. Which, so, by the way, number... is, I've already mentioned it, but it's weird since the totality of a twin is the exact eight features of the human face. So it's weird that there's eight. That's interesting too. Eight and eight. Just random um, thing that I noticed. <laughs> Nothing special. We should really bring back your random fact of the day. <laughs> maybe. I was thinking about it the other day, actually. Like maybe like two days ago, I was thinking about it. <laughs> um, all right. So number one, seeing your doppelganger is an omen of death. Uh, this particular belief actually comes from the English and German folklore. Uh, that seeing your doppelganger often means that death will soon follow, even more so if you see them more than once. 
Uh, this idea is backed up by the many stories throughout time that have told tales where someone died shortly after seeing their doppelganger multiple times like Lincoln. Number two, uh, doppelgangers give malicious advice. Uh, doppelgangers are generally just seen as a bad omen, even if they don't specifically mean death. Many have always believed that the doppelganger is basically an evil twin. They supposedly attempt to purposely give you bad advice in a malicious way. They might also try to plant sinister ideas in their victim's mind. One of the earliest references to this idea is found in the Zervanite branch of Zoroastrianism. Uh, in the cosmo cosmological model, the twins Ahura Mazda, or Ormuzd, and Angra Mainyu, or Ariman, were co-eternal representatives of good and evil. I believe we talked about these two gods, didn't we? I believe so. It's a while Not ago. Not that though. far long ago. Yeah, it, it was within the past couple months or something like that, I think. Oh, there we yeah, I think it was more recent than we think because um, it it's very fresh in my mind, and I want to say it's since I've been in Nebraska, but I could be wrong on that part. Um, okay. Number three, if someone else sees your doppelganger, it means you might be very sick. You're not off the hook if someone else spots your doppelganger either. Linda Derry, site director at the old uh, Cahaba Ghost Town in Alabama and a curator of folklore originating from the region uh, said that if someone else saw your doppelganger, it could mean that you may very may be very ill. Now, before I get into it, there is a huge difference between seeing a human that looks like you than seeing a doppelganger because a doppelganger is believed to be a spiritual being, being and a lot of times if people see a doppelganger of you and it's a spiritual being, they'll look up, think they saw you, look away and look back, and then that person's gone. Whereas if In somebody most sees, cases. Right. Um, but if somebody sees somebody that looks almost exactly like you, that person is probably going to still be in the general area. Um, number four, your doppelganger is a ghostly double that lived before you. Now, this is an interesting one because it, it kind of plays on uh, kind of like reincarnation, sort of. But uh, this actually goes back to, <clears throat> excuse me, North Norse mythology. Uh, and the doppelganger there is called a Vardoger. Uh, the stories of the Vardoger describe incidents that are basically deja vu in reverse, where a spirit with the subject's footsteps voice, scent, or appearance, and overall demeanor precedes them in a location or activity, resulting in witnesses believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person physically arrives. Or maybe even, maybe not reincarnation, but either an out-of-body experience or projection, if you will. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I had never heard that before. And stop me if you have heard any of these, Eric, because... This is all kind of new information to me. All right. Um, number five, it is your spiritual double. According to ancient Egyptian myths, 
The doppelganger is basically the same as a ka. A ka is thought of as a spiritual double born in everyone. When someone dies, their spiritual double leaves on as long lives on as long as they have somewhere to live, usually that person's body. This is why the Egyptians mummified their dead. If they kept the body from decomposing, that meant the spirit double had somewhere to live. But if the body decayed, the spiritual double would die, and the deceased would lose their chance at eternal life. Hence why you see a lot of movies about mummies coming back to life. That's that's something that I found really, really interesting there. Uh, number six. It is your evil double from the underworld. Uh, there's a Native American myth that says that a doppelganger is basically your evil double from the underworld. Native American myths say that there is an upper world and an underworld. This should sound very familiar for those of you that are of the Christian faith. Uh, the good people live in the upper world, and the evil people live in the underworld. The Hopi legend refers to twins called the child of the sun and the child of the water. The, Hop the Hopi also believe that whatever is happening in the upper world, the exact opposite is happening in the underworld. Number seven. Even a portrait of a doppelganger, uh, a portrait doppelganger can be a bad omen. So this is something we actually kind of discussed within the past few weeks as well uh, about how a painting can be haunted. Uh, today, it's pretty common to find old portraits and paintings of someone who looks exactly like someone living now. Think super old portraits of a person who looks just like a popular celebrity. This isn't a great sign either. The Canolos Indians of South America hated portrait, portraiture uh, and photography because they believed the pictures captured the soul of the person, and this is still a belief today because many cultures see portraiture as a representation of the soul. They believe that the soul pictures becomes the double. And last one, number eight. Uh, this one actually is kind of interesting, and we've delved into it a little bit, but not, not exactly in depth. It's a sign of an alternate universe. Um, there is only more. There's more, more than one theory uh, that a doppelganger could represent a parallel universe in which everything in this world is replicated in another dimension. Seeing the doppelganger could be a moment when. We're able to witness the other dimension. In fact, Columbia University physicist Brian Greene, author of the book The Hidden Reality, Parallel Universes, and the Deep Laws of the Cosmos, says that we all have doppelgangers. Well, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're, we're talking about doppelgangers that live here within like on our earth within our reality for the most part. But it also mm -hmm. brings up this idea that we've talked about in the past, which is the idea of the multiverse uh, and whether or not a multiverse actually exists. And that kind of goes, spins off of the, I forget which number it was, but the one where you were talking about how perhaps a doppelganger could be this, someone who had died from a previous life earlier on. Uh, I forget if it was a spiritual entity at that point or uh, reincarnation, I think you had mentioned, similar to reincarnation. 
Uh, it was number four. It, it, I kind of misspoke. It's not necessarily reincarnation, but your the your doppelganger kind of appears before you do, uh, and, and people see you before they physically see you. Uh, the way that they described it is your doppelganger is a ghostly double that lived before you, and the description is way different than the title because the okay. the description basically says it, it kind of a a person that or, or a spiritual being that uh, mimics the subject's footsteps, voice, scent, and appearance, uh, and overall demeanor that precedes them in a location or an activity resulting in witnesses believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person actually physically arrives in that location. Hmm. And yeah, that's based on you know, Norse it, mythology. Okay. You know, it's like some of the things that I, that I've read, like in terms of, I guess there's been stories in which some people would talk to your doppelganger, not knowing it was your doppelganger and that your doppelganger during that time would try to spin some type of mischief and then disappear before the actual person, I guess, showed up. Uh, never really went into details as to why, like I, I understand the idea of a doppelganger trying to trick oneself. Like if my doppelganger, if I had one was trying to trick me, that's one thing. Uh, try to make you believe something that isn't, you know, uh, necessarily real or getting in your mind even uh, because in, then you have to question, is this doppelganger even real? If it, if I'm seeing myself and it's talking to me and trying to trick me, how do I know that's not my own mind that's uh, creating this image before me as opposed to an actual entity of some sort uh, standing before me? Which then takes us into this whole other idea of, of course, mental disorders and the multiple types of mental disorders that can create some such an image. Uh, think of schizophrenia, for example, or even some bipolar uh, accounts in which a person will see various entities. It could be anything. It could be shadows. It could be. Uh, I remember the story of a guy talking who's schizophrenic who's talking about uh, riding, driving a car, and in the back seat was a de the devil who was talking to him and he was clearly afraid, even with the idea of what he had seen. And he's like, you know, I know he isn't there, but he's there. And you have to question if maybe this whole thing came about with somebody who maybe had schizophrenia and saw an image of themselves and then started to create the story. And this story passed down, like we've talked about with this telephone thing. It's just, built momentum uh, with new lore coming into it, uh, at least in terms of the supernatural aspect of the doppelganger. Right. That is that is very much possible, but also look at how much science has tried to discredit paranormal activity by giving a scientific explanation when there really isn't one. Well, sure. I mean, and science is always going to go out of its way to try to disprove the existence of anything supernatural because they can't, it's not tangible, Tan tangible, tangible, tangible. You're right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Um, you know, it's something they can't quite see or feel or touch or hear, uh, or, not without actually, or recreate, not without actually having the experience itself. Uh, and, and as we've, you know, we, we, we've heard stories throughout the years about scientists, uh, 
who become believers in the supernatural, uh, whatever that might be. It could be God, it could be ghosts, it could be, you know, you name it. Right. Uh, because they've witnessed something that they couldn't explain uh, away with science. And, you know, I, I think the, the big issue here with science is that they're always going out of their way to explain away something without trying to see if there's any real evidence to the original story. Uh, so not all scientists, but I think many scientists, especially those who are a little more on the atheist side, uh, who tend to just want to have full disbelief in the supernatural. In fact, you and I know a couple of people like that. Um, right. They're not even who, scientists. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, the moment you mention anything supernatural or spiritual, it's an immediate stab you in the back and cut your throat. And, you know, uh, you're wrong. It's ridiculous. Your your child uh, who believes in make believe things, you know, and it's really sad. But the issue is that if you're not willing to explore the supernatural and try to understand its existence in the natural world, then all you're doing is making up your own stories to uh, basically to strengthen your own belief in whatever it is you believe. Uh, you know, like if I I'm spiritual. Uh, if I wanted to disregard everything that is natural and claim it only to be supernatural or a spiritual uh, origin, then that would discredit all the natural things that have happened on its own. You know, and we, we think of, for example, uh, microevolution. You know, that's something mm -hmm. that has happened over a course of hundreds and thousands of years. Uh, sometimes right. faster than that, depending on the creature that this microevolution has, you know, um, has adapted this, that this creature has adapted to. Even humanity has gone through a sense of microevolution. You know, there's this oh, belief that yeah. we evolved from apes that were our, our ancestors. Um, now, there's a lot of issues with the science backing that particular belief. Uh, and if you read the books, uh, based on Dar Darwinism, Dar Darwin, jeez, Darwinism. Yeah, I said Darwinism. <laughs> Darwinism. I think the Just biggest thing with that is they just can't find the exact link, and that does throw a huge monkey wrench—no pun intended—into the works. Right, you're right. You're—I mean, you're not wrong. Um, the only issue with that is, you know you and I understand, not understand, you and I uh, have studying, been studying the supernatural long enough to understand that many spiritual things, whether they're, we'll just say ghosts in this case, are meant to be secretive to some extent. There's, there's a science in the spiritual world as well, and it's going to do its best to keep that on lock until you're able to right. unlock those things. Uh in what, uh, whatever way that might be, you know, there's some obviously spiritists who believe they can unlock it through meditation. Um, various religions who believe the same thing. There are others who believe it can't be unlocked until after death. Um, and at that point you're given the key to unlock the door to all that knowledge and understanding. Um, but the idea or the fact is that a lot of that spiritual stuff is going to be locked away to the majority of us, especially those of us who are willing to close out our minds to the impossible. Uh, 
And if you're doing that, then clearly you're not going to find evidence anyway. Right. Well, you had brought up the the doppelganger scientific explanation of kind of a twin or somebody that looks very similar to you. But um, seeing a doppelganger that isn't there is actually, there's a scientific explanation for that as well. Um, about two decades ago, a, a doctor by the name of Peter Brueger in Switzerland um, had a gentleman, a 21-year-old man that was referred to him uh, that was having seizures. Uh, this gentleman was a waiter uh, in Zurich, uh, which is a, a town or city there in Switzerland. Um, but uh, this gentleman had described a, a situation uh, where he had stopped, tr- tried to stop taking some of his medication. Uh, this is actually from a an article from BBC.com by uh, the author's name is Anil Anandaswamy. I apologize, Anil, if I completely butchered that. Uh, but uh, we'll, I'll read through this here really quick. Um, <clears throat> he felt dizzy. Uh, he had stayed home the one day, stopped his medications, uh, downed a copious amount of beer, which big no-no, especially if you're on medications. Uh, But uh, he said he felt dizzy. He stood up, turned around, and saw himself still lying in bed. He was aware that the person in bed was him and was not willing to get up and would thus make himself late for work. Furious at the prone self, person laying down, uh, the man shouted at it, shook it, and then even jumped on it all to no avail. To complicate things further, his awareness of being in a body would shift between the two, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, When he inhabited the supine body in bed, he'd see his uh, his duplicate bending over and shaking him. Uh, Soon, fear and confusion took hold. Who was he? Was he the man standing up, or was he the man laying in bed? Uh, unable to stand seeing his double any longer, he jumped out of the window. Uh, <clears throat> Anil actually visited the man in 2011 uh, and talked to him a little bit, got, this, got the story. Uh, such hallucinations are classified, <clears throat> and this is a medical term now, as autoscopic phenomena. The simplest form in, of an autoscopic phenomenon involves feeling the presence of someone next to you without actually seeing a double a sense presence. This can kind of go into paranormal activity, though, too. The mm-hmm. big thing right here. Uh, the doppelganger effect uh, takes this phenomenon a step further so that a person may hallucinate that they actually see their exact double, a visual double, and apparently this is actually kind of common in uh, epilept- epileptic or, or seizure situations. Uh, but one of the most well-known forms of autoscopic phenomenon uh, is what we've talked about a lot here on Paratruth Radio, and that's out-of-body experiences, or OBEs. Uh, during the classic full-blown OBE, people report leaving their physical body and seeing themselves 
or, or other parts of the room or ceiling or whatever uh, while they're laying in bed or on the street or wherever it is that they supposedly have died and then eventually came back. Uh, despite their vividness, they are all hallucinations caused by malfunctions in the brain uh, that root us in the here and now. The strange experiences are probably our best window on some very basic aspects of our sense of bodily self, explaining how the brain builds our perception of being present in the here and now and the subject emotional feelings and that dominate our consciousness. Uh, now, there was another um, Dr. Olaf Blank, I believe is his name, another Swiss, uh, Swiss doctor, uh, who had a 43-year-old woman who had similar things happening to her uh, as they were doing experimentations about on what was going on uh, because a lot of, uh, she was an epileptic and they were trying to figure out what was going on with her. So they implanted electrodes in the cranium, which then in th- that in and of itself is a traumatic experience. Right. Uh, but um, this woman would describe that she felt like she was uh, below sinking into the bed or falling from a height, um, that she was rising rising above the bed, uh, that she could see herself lying in the bed. Um, a couple other situations too, but uh, basically kind of the, the similar situation here. Uh, of an OBE experience. And um, so this article goes into pretty in-depth about the woman as well. But uh, I think you guys kind of get the basic gist here is that it actually is kind of a kind of linked to seizures, not all the time, but it it is a common side effect of, of people that have seizures apparently. Uh, And again, that, that, term is called autoscopic phenomenon and i'm sure that normal people can have this happen as well just because our brains do very weird things but it actually all kind of just falls into what you believe as well because again like we just talked about scientists trying to explain something basically from a standpoint of there is no soul or or anything like that or afterlife or anything like that uh it's all science it's all science that's what they're looking at so have had you ever heard that term before or seen that explanation before no i haven't but you know it's it's an interesting explanation that can actually like like you said i think it can uh definitely go um, very broad with the people who might have such an experience. Uh, you think of how the mind works and how intricate the mind is. Uh, you think of like how even when we're not thinking about something, we subconsciously think about things. Like when you mm-hmm. go to sleep, you have dreams about things that you weren't thinking about before falling asleep. Uh, but you, they're dreams that might be of some sort of stress trigger, um, something that's bothering you, itching somehow, uh, but isn't making itself known, you know, during the day, during regular waking hours. Uh, and these are things, which is why, by the way, uh, so many people say, uh, both in the spiritual community and even in science, the 
stay aware of your dreams. Try to track them because your dreams can actually tell you things about yourself uh, that you don't currently know or understand. Uh, there's right. little issues, you know, or, or just things that might be bothering you that you don't even think about that are bothering you. You know, and I, I do that quite often where I'll wake up and I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize that that was that big of an issue. Um, but sometimes it is. And so with some individuals who maybe even are doing research on doppelgangers or the idea of someone else looking like them uh, and the horror behind the supernatural aspect of it might witness something like a doppelganger, uh, but it may not actually be real. It might just be, again, a figment of the mind, or if you're seeing it in your dreams, in your sleep, uh, that could very well not be a, a indication that, hey, something terrible is going to happen. It's just you're thinking too much and worrying too much about something that is highly unlikely, uh, if real at all. We don't really know since uh, we don't, again, don't have any true evidence of just to support the idea of a doppelganger, really, of a the supernatural aspect. Super, of it, anyway. Right, right. So, yeah, that's, I mean, really interesting stuff. Um, I, I honestly think that I learned quite a bit going into this again, because the last time I think we kind of had a vague understanding of what the doppelganger uh spiritual side was and I don't I don't think we ever really explored the scientific uh explanations before so I thought this was a really interesting topic to to delve into um I hope you guys have enjoyed the conversation so far uh we're we're going to get a little more into it here but uh we're going to go take our fir- our first break wow we haven't done two breaks in a long time uh <laughs> we're going to go take our break uh you've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on New Lantern Media we will be right back right after this. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart. Join me on the second and last Sunday of each month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. We talk about ghosts, cryptids, aliens and UFOs, and so much more. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and any place you find fine podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. So we've been talking about doppelgangers, both in the modern scientific sense, as well as the past folklore, uh, spiritual sense. Uh, folklore, obviously, I think when I think of doppelganger, I've always thought of it as the, the folklore, as the spiritual aspect of this mm-hmm. entity that looks like you, or mimics you, basically 
practically a uh, physical shadow representation of yourself that isn't actually physical, but appears to be physical. Um, it's a manifestation uh, and is actually very often referred to or linked with the wraith, uh, which is an entity that we've talked about several times over the last several years. Um, and in fact, you and I even possibly encountered a wraith at one point at Indigo Lake here in Ohio uh, quite a few years back. With the feelings that I got there, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't a wraith, it was a really pissed off spirit. Right. Um, so <clears throat> with that, I mean, there's there's not a lot of science to back up the supernatural, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of history, which can be considered a type of uh, a type of evidence that can support right. the idea of the supernatural. Now, science, on the other hand, deems the term uh, doppelganger as a real person, someone who looks similar, not exactly alike, but looks similar to yourself. Uh, these people tend to have three or more traits in the face that are very similar to yours, but when looking at them straight on or from a certain angle, uh, you realize they look nothing like you. Uh, it's just little cues that like, oh, that person looks like so-and-so or, you know, whatever. Um, we also have seen in many fictional works, uh, both sides, both the scientific side and the folklore side kind of merging together in some aspects. Uh, obviously, horror books have very often been this doppelganger thing. Uh, there's actually a book called The Outsider that came out, I think, last year two years ago by Stephen King which works in this idea of the doppelganger a, a man who's possibly killing people a murderer but yet is has an alibi for everything and I think it's a story in which there are two people that look exactly alike which is kind of weird uh haven't got a chance to reading it yet but I look forward to doing it sometime it's really hard to read Stephen King books sometimes tough. <laughs> that's why I really like audiobooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but then you, you know, you have in comics and, you know, various other stories, books, uh, movies, TV shows, this idea of the multiverse and that a doppelganger is actually another version of yourself living in an alternate reality, uh, an earth two or an earth 45, for example. Uh, these are individuals that look exactly like, like you have your same name, even possibly, uh, but yet are living on a completely different timeline. They're still, they could be thousands of years behind us or thousands of years ahead of us, uh, or maybe they're right in the same, uh, in the same directory as we are. That is the same year, but two very different timelines. So for example, 2021 to us looks like it does, uh, but to someone in another universe, 2021 might be very futuristic and have no such thing as COVID or any of this other stuff. In fact, right. diseases may have never existed, you know? Uh, and there's this belief that there are times in which these multiverses uh, come onto a certain wavelength, um, wave, wavelength, length. I try, <laughs> I think I said wavelength. I'm trying to wavelength. Yes, wavelength uh, is the correct term I'm looking for. Thank you, Justin. Don't know what I'd do if I was doing a show by myself. It'd just be a bunch of rambling. 
uh, with words <laughs> that make no sense. A lot of uh, editing. Yeah. Um, and so when this wavelength kind of, when they overlap each other, we can possibly see a version of ourselves or of another world kind of merging with ours for a moment. There is a belief that that's what ghosts are. It's just a merging of these timelines. Mm -hmm. uh, UFOs, another one uh, in which possibly they are portals or some sort of other dimension that is peeking through uh, into our universe and then disappearing, which is why they seem so erratic and uh, odd. Again, science to back that up? No, there is not. Not yet. There might be someday. Who knows? Um, well, we'll, there see. are scientists that are saying now that we can, well, from CERN, that say we can we can glimpse into alternate realities now, or we're we're very close to it. Mm -hmm. So I I guess it really you really have to differentiate what scientists you're talking to when it comes to stuff like right. that. Right. Right. For sure. And you're always going to get backlash from some of the, some scientists and others are going to be right on board with you want to have this conversation. You know, we've been lucky enough to have both on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's always interesting to see the viewpoints. Um, sometimes it's just, it's very hard, I think. Personally, I think it would be very difficult to be a scientist uh, without an open mind because a scientist with Thought with a closed mind is just someone who's trying to prove themselves right and nobody likes a person like that um except for the person who's trying to prove themselves right <laughs> in my opinion that could be wrong right well but maybe there's an alternate version of you that became a scientist doesn't believe in faith or religion or the supernatural and they would be arguing that that exact point with you all right you're absolutely right um, and for those that don't really know what the multiverse uh, theory is, um, there's so many different theories about this, but basically a, a, a certain event or several events have fractured what reality you ended up in. Um, for example, uh, we'll talk about the Cold War, since that was within our lifetime uh, that uh, maybe Russia actually did a strike against the U S um, and in that reality, I got injured and now I've dedicated my life to helping those that have, let's say lost a limb. So my perception in that reality would be completely different than here. Um, but uh, to go back to the doppelganger thing, you're still alive. So my question to you is, have you ever had somebody say that they've seen your twin or doppelganger? Not necessarily you have. Uh, sure. Plenty of times there have been people who've, uh, I've known people who've said they've seen someone who looks like me, wouldn't say a doppelganger or a twin. Um, but there's been plenty of times where someone had said they've seen someone who looks just like me. Uh, and there's been times where I've seen people who look like people I know. Um, to backpedal a little bit, how do we know I'm alive right now? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> that would be a that'd be a heck of a show to 
try to discuss. I, I would probably be the first medium to have spirits on my show all the time with class A EVPs and interviews. <laughs> uh um yeah so you know i I, it's yeah you know i've had people say that they've seen someone who looks just like me and that goes anywhere from just a random person walking down the street to lookalikes that are uh famous to some extent or you know it's I, i i've heard it all and it's really interesting because some of those people like the ones who are uh, famous, you can look and see, oh, what are the attributes, you know, and, and what angles and, you know, what is it that makes them look like me, despite the fact that they don't actually look like me by any means. But right. I have seen some pictures, uh, uh, kind of side by side pictures of some celebrities that people claim are, they call them time travelers, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. of the so much similarity but some of them that they've compared i'm like that's kind of far-fetched like they they okay they look similar some of them are like exact like to the the hair on their head it's so weird um but i've had you know i guess i've had people tell me oh well not necessarily they looked like you but they remind me of you not they're your twin or this dude look looked exactly like you but thought hey this person reminds me of justin right so um so where where do you fall on on your belief or or is it a kind of uh you can can see all sides of it because i mean me personally i i, I truly can see that they're There is a scientific thing that's happening here, but also for people that aren't necessarily seeing, like we talked about the, uh, the otoscopic phenomenon, um, Mm -hmm. but people that are seeing themselves in mirrors or, or off versions of themselves, um, compared to more of the out of body out of body experience type deal um where where does your mind fall for for st- stuff like that do you think there's a scientific ex- explanation like the autoscopic phenomenon or could we really be having these different uh paranormal supernatural alternate reality happenings going on yeah i mean i think the majority of it is pretty explainable um, I think there's plenty of science to back that up. And I think just logic as well for that matter. Um, but I think in the rare case, there are certainly s- supernatural or spiritual, uh, things that happen that could, you know, cause somebody to see a, a quote unquote doppelganger, um, you know, there's, again, tales that go back so far. And to think that some of these tales or all these tales are just made up. Uh, I think you and I have are both on the same page that every piece of folklore, every myth, every tale has come from some bit of truth at some point mm-hmm. uh, early on in its existence. So I definitely definitely think there's a possibility that the doppelganger exists. Uh, what exactly it is, I don't know. I don't know if it's a separate entity all 
together like the wraith or if this is more of a demonic entity that's just taking the form uh to play tricks on somebody or even a poltergeist type activity that'll do it uh i i think in some of these cases based on the uh the evidence that we found in, in our research is that some of these tales are more mischief as opposed to a uh bad omen so it, when i think mischief and i think tricks uh obviously i'm going to think of a poltergeist type of spirit uh something that's going to just go out of its way to try to push you around, get you thinking a little more than you should be, and even get you on edge. Um, why? We don't have evidence for that either, but, you know, maybe someday. Or even a trickster. Maybe the doppelganger yeah. is really just the trickster, and it's could be. gone through different cultures and caused it very this well could type be. of phenomenon. See, yeah. the thing is that we don't have, and this is where science could, could actually do some good in this uh, respect. Uh, instead of simply trying to find the ways to uh, disengage the spiritual side, maybe look into the history of it and find uh, the stories that people have told about seeing a doppelganger and see where their history has ended up. You know, if a doppelganger based on folklore exists and these people saw it, there's a chance that there's bad omens and that there's going to be some sort of um, evidence that supports that, you know, these people maybe saw, tells a story of a doppelganger and then so on forth down the line in history, months, weeks, whatever, uh, something happens. It could be something bad. It could be, you know, and I think if you take all these stories, which we know there are, I'm sure there's hundreds, if not at least at the very least dozens, uh, but I'm sure there's more than that. Uh, I think you might be able to find some sort of connection between them. And if you have a connection between, say, for example, uh, 50 stories that all end up in a similar way, you know, person saw this, this happened down the line. Well, now it's like, okay, well, that's interesting because now we're starting to notice based on this, the evidence that there might be some truth to this. Why are these people having negative experiences after witnessing a quote unquote doppelganger? Um, right. On the flip side, they might find that there is no evidence. They, they'll, they'll look at it and they'll say, oh, here's 50 people who had this experience and only two or three of them had bad experiences. Well, the majority outweighs the few. Perhaps those few are just coincidence. Right. Well, I truly believe that there's a possible uh, spiritual aspect to this because that's just part of my belief system. But to kind of to throw this into it too, uh, all all of these myths could have come about to try and explain scientific phenomenon way back when because we weren't to that medical scientific standpoint yet or uh, technologically advanced yet to explain any of the stuff that people were going through too. Right. So as much as I, I truly believe there is a spiritual aspect to this, at the same time, did all of these myths come about because it was a spiritual thing? Or is it because science wasn't as advanced as it is today and we, you know, we can now explain things a little bit better. Um, and that's, I mean, that can be said about 
any of the stuff we talk about, I guess. But at the same time, uh, certain things like cryptids, for example, uh, science really can't <clears throat> grasp an explanation for that because some of them, like Nessie, uh, Bigfoot, the dire wolf, uh, all had kind of an aspect of truth because there are scientific things in the past that would represent these things today. Right. So, so any other final thoughts or ideas, anything like that? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I guess the only, I guess one small thing is just how interesting it is that so many stories from uh, folklore uh, kind of overlap themselves. Uh, You think of the Wraith, you think of the Doppelganger, Mm. uh, you think of the Black Dog, these three particular spirits uh, all happen to be a sign of a bad omen. The Banshee, that's another one that can be thrown into that list. Uh, And then you have to wonder whether or not these entities are all different entities that serve the same purpose, or if they're all the same entity serving one purpose, but showing itself in different forms, or if this is just the same tale retold in different ways uh, per the nation that's telling the story. Right. Yeah. All right, folks, that's all we've got for you this week for doppelgangers. Uh, Next week, we are very excited to bring on our next guest. Uh, He is the author of Ghosts and Me. Uh, His name is Kevin Killen. And, I mean, that's such an awesome name. I mean, Killen. (laughs) Kevin killing him. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) he's got uh, tales about uh, shadow people, paranormal experiences that he's had, uh, some spiritual attachments, uh, one good, one bad from what I've heard. So... I, I think it's going to be a great time, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy his his story and what he has to say. So stu- uh, stay tuned for next week. And uh, we've got a, a, a bunch more stuff coming up. Uh, we've got an ad- abduction case uh, that this woman really wanted to talk to us about, so we're excited about that. Her name is Lisa O'Hara. She'll be here in the next couple weeks. So just stay tuned to Paratruth Radio because we've got a lot of great stuff coming for you guys uh, as well as tune in to Paranormal Heart. Uh, Let's talk about it beyond reason. Uh, And The Truth Fox, all of the shows on New Lantern Media, uh, all great hosts and great time. And I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to them as well. But until next week where you'll find us same time, same channel, my name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace.
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.